What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Political Panda Program. Practically late night at this point. Welcome to that late night, <laughs> late night Political Panda Program. How to truly know I'm off of work when you wake up at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Uh, and somehow now it's four hours after that and you're here. Welcome to the Late Night with Political Pen Program Hour. We have a lot of fun stuff. We have some brand new words coming out of the Biden administration for the border. We have sort of what could end up being the future of Walmarts. If the crime and theft does not stop, we'll bring you some fun stuff over in Nor uh, over in Norway, in which you honestly have to just feel bad for the person. And also, we have some very bad news in the culture about one of uh, the most famous sort of uh, sort of easy challenges that YouTubers would do as a punishment for themselves has officially ended. Of course, if you're new here to the show and you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following over on Twitter and True Social, of course. And as always, it's fun to just jump right in with some fun stuff. So over on the view, we're, we're, we got to start with the border. Right off the hand, and I just like to remind you, the self-awareness here is not not there on the view. Here is the view talking about, you know, maybe they should just deport the illegals from New York City and dump them somewhere else. I think we need to find, and, and we've dealt with this before. I, I lived in, uh, in Miami. I was a migrant, an immigrant in Miami in the 80s. You all remember when we had the Marielle boat lift. Yes. 125,000 Cubans yeah. came in a matter of six months. It puts tremendous stress on, on, on a city, on a community, on the social services. They need to be resettled elsewhere. They need, right? to, they need to be out. We're this spread, massive yeah. country. Well, and yeah. it's only going to get worse with global warming and climate change because people can't live in certain parts of this world. Well, <laughs> yeah, we just need to move them somewhere else. Just, just keep moving them anywhere. <laughs> Remember, you know they're already in Southern California and Texas and New Mexico and all of those different border states. But they, they just need to be moved somewhere else, you know, just literally migrants are like little like tools at this point to these people where you can just keep moving them around over and over, move them over here, move them over there. We'll send them over to this neighborhood, this neighborhood, you know, we're a sanctuary city, but still we just can't do it. You know, we just can't, can't seem to get it together. We're going to have to send them over here and send them over there. So... <laughs> You know, it, it seems it seems that the view very bright, very intelligent. The the intelligence always always there on uh, on the view. So of course the the Biden administration though, you know, what's their solution? Because obviously New York is getting hit hard by their few thousand that they end up getting compared to the over ten plus thousand arriving in Texas every day. So what what are they what are they planning on doing? Well, apparently they're going to maybe consider forcing migrants to stay in in Texas. Now you might realize, wait, this sounds kind of familiar. This sounds like a policy I've heard about before, and you would be correct. Back during this weird mystical time where 
we really where so many people in this country thought the world was going to hell but in reality we actually had a decent overall economy we're actually energy independent and you know inflation wasn't at fucking so high then you know there was a time when this like weird strange orange man who who liked lasagna was in the white house and you know Pr president garfield you know he he did a lot of cool things and there was this really cool policy called remain in mexico where if you wanted to you know do certain stuff you know like file for all this you had to stay in mexico first and then you could come over right well it's like that except now well we'll let you cross over except now you can stay in texas my goodness, what a genius, apparently, you know, I, I mean, it was all that talk, you know, many months back about how Texas, you know, would just separate from the United States. So, you know what, the Biden administration is just preparing for that and making it easier by saying, well, they're already really like not even a, a U.S. state anyway, because obviously there's only 49 states right now anyway. So, you know, we, we're, they're, they're another country, so therefore... You know, we'll still treat them like they're a state because they still got to follow all our stuff. But, you know, we need to, you know, keep them there. So, yes, the Biden administration full of so much fun uh, ideas in which we're just we'll just keep them there. We'll keep them inside of Texas instead, which is always a fun idea. It, it always is. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they won't have any any you know hard times with any of the different stuff and that you know i'm sure that there's no strains happening on you know texas for all all of these i'm sure that they're doing just fine guys just fine mm. seems seems like a a good idea yes yes a really good idea S same thing uh, some many more good ideas you know our, our country's filled with them you know keeping keeping people inside of texas instead of mexico for stuff because you know is it's, you know they're always having fun with that kind of stuff well now now we're also apparently going to try keeping migrants inside of the o'hare international airport yes that, that is right more than 400 migrants are reportedly being housed in a section of the airport that is hidden from the public uh, view behind black curtains that began uh, from the third from <laughs> uh, from 30 uh, 31 at the beginning of August. You know, because where else would you keep? You know, where where else would you keep migrants in the airport? You know, the place where when you go through with your bottle of water that's maybe a little too much for the airplane, they tell you to pour it out. But I'm sure that nothing could possibly go wrong if you house 400 people that I'm sure have gone through extensive security checkpoints and uh, the TSA and their security theater. I'm sure. <laughs> Do they have to take their shoes off too? I mean, they might not even have shoes. Let's be real. And they don't they don't look very happy from these from these pictures. But so yes, they're they're keeping now migrants also inside of your airport. So that, that sounds like a fun time. You know, you're already stressed out from going to your flight. And they have this big old black curtain now blocking out just an absolute migrant camp inside of your airport. Okay then, I'm sure that uh I'm I mean, they're already in an airport. You know, you could just get them some airplanes and, uh, and 
you know, maybe like, oh, I don't know. M maybe like send send them back. They they are illegal immigrants. Uh, the the term illegal is right there, and I don't think many of them actually have like a legitimate claim for asylum. Not not like many, like literally not not many at all. Because most of them are just like, oh well, we just want. Like, if they want to actually move here, I, I, I implore them to go through the legal process, not just try to cheat the system by going through and just claiming asylum just to be here instantly. You know, maybe, 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 maybe a factor. But, you know, hey, you know, at least everybody gets to have a fun time in the airport. They get to be, well, actually, no, a miserable time in the airport is more likely. You know, they have, you know, no, no actual, you know, everybody gets to be miserable. You know, everybody inside the airport trying to get to where they need to go, miserable. Every, all of the migrants in there, also miserable. Truly, truly, great job. You know, our border, so secure, so solid. Uh, some of the best I have ever seen. Fun all around for every one so uh, apparently coming out so you know a lot of presidents end up getting you know libraries for whatever reason you know and so apparently a statement is coming out that is co-signed by libraries for past presidents including barack obama bush clinton you know a whole a whole bunch of them it is thought to be the first ever joint statement on American democracy and includes an ominous phrase. It, and so, uh, what, well, what does it say? The unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as stated in the Declaration of Independence as principles that bind us together as Americans, they have enabled the United States to strive towards a, a more perfect union, even when we have not always lived up to those ideals. As a diverse nation with uh, different backgrounds and beliefs, Democracy holds us together. Now, you'll see there's already a word wrong in this statement, and we'll keep going. Uh, we are a country rooted in the rule of law where the protection of the rights of all people is paramount. At the same time, we live among our fellow citizens, underscoring the importance of compassion, tolerance, pluralism, and respect for others. We undersign and represent a wide range of views across a breadth of issues. We recognize that these views can exist peacefully side by side when rooted in principles of still wrong uh, government, democracy, uh, debate, and disagreement are central features in a healthy, not our government still, uh, civility and respect in political discourse, whether in election year or otherwise, are essential. Americans have a strong interest in supporting democratic movements and respect for human rights around the world because free societies elsewhere contribute to our own security and prosperity here at home. But the interest in the run when others see our own home our own house in disarray. The world would not wait for us to address our problems, so we must both continue to strive towards a more perfect union and help those abroad looking for U.S. leadership. Each of us has a role to play and responsibilities to uphold. Our elected officials must lead by example and govern effectively in ways that deliver for the American people. This, in turn, will help to restore trust and public service. The rest of us must engage in civil dialogue, respect democratic institutions and rights, uphold safe and secure accessible elections, and contribute to local, state, or national improvement. 
By signing this statement, we reaffirm our commitment to doing the principles of still not our government, undergirding this great nation, protecting our freedom, and respecting our fellow citizens. When united by these convictions, America is stronger as a country and an inspiration for others. Now, obviously, besides the fact that um, we are not a democracy over and over again, as I will continue forever and ever telling you, uh, good luck with this. Good luck with getting any of this stuff anymore. This would be like the stuff of dreams that some people would want, and uh, it is. It's a, it's a good dream to have, but uh, good luck. Good luck. Seriously, good luck. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think I think that ship has sailed, as I've said before. The, sh the ship has sailed. Now, it's going to take decades to even get here. And even then, who even knows if we'll even get to there? You know, I... It, 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 it's both truly sad to say that out loud, but tr but also just facts when you put it onto a full-on piece of paper in which a statement like this is so weird as well, coming from all of these different, you know, past presidential libraries. But, hey, you know, they're, they're trying, guys. They're, they're going to try to put us all back together again. You know, all, all of, of what they do. Oh. So, so brave, so stunning. Oh, thank you. Thank you, past president libraries. But still, we are not a democracy. And the uh, fact is, politicians are not going to change. They're still going to be greedy dirtbags. They're still going to hold on and cling to power. And they're not going to change. Speaking of people who are clinging to power, who had given it up and we had all kind of appreciated it for it, and now just not even, she couldn't even last a year. And she's already back. The 83-year-old... Who represents San Fran Pupko. That's right, former Speaker of the House, uh, Empress herself of Young Blood Boys conspiracies. It's, of course, uh, the one and only Nancy Pelosi. That is right. She is running for re election uh, in 2024. That's right, guys. She's running to get back into the House because, gosh darn it. She just couldn't stay away. She couldn't. She could not stay away. She needed to just get back in there. And, you know, what a, what a fun time. What, what a fun, fun time for her. I mean, truly, you know, you couldn't get out of power, I guess. You know, you, you need to get back. And so she's decided that she just needs to get back in there. And it's more funny than anything because, <laughs> you know, I, I guess the current person is just so terrible, so bad at it. You know, Hakeem Jeffries is just so bad that, you know, she now needs to get back in there, you know, and maybe re-become the full-on, you know, party uh, leader. So I guess, you know, she's also just trying to, you know, compete with the other doddering old fools because, you know, we have already an 80-year-old minority leader you got a 90-year-old senator, you got the 80-year-old Joe Biden, and, you know, we just needed also the, you know, 83-year-old uh, as well. We, we needed more old people. That, that's what I, I, you know, I've been saying that. We needed, oh, we needed more old people in the House of Representatives. And, you know, the sad fact is, I guarantee you, if, you know, 
putting my prediction out here now on the 9th of September, or not 9th, I can't read dates anymore, on the 8th of September, she's probably going to end up winning. Let's be real honest. People are just going to look down at their thing at the when they go into the booth, especially over in California. They're going to look at it for five seconds. They're going to be like, oh, I know her name. I don't know what she really, I don't remember what she's done, but sure. And they'll vote for her anyway. So there, there you go. So <laughs> the, the newest, the freshest of news uh, here for you in which she just couldn't stay away. So now we have a new old person joining the fray up in Washington. Oh, she wants to get back in there. So hardcore, guys. Just let it happen. You know, because, you know, we needed, we need her... We need her corruption back, guys. We need her, you know, stock picks. You know, we need their, we need her stock picks because she's just such a great stock trader, you know. Knows all the greatest trades. Don't know how, but she knows all the best trades. Her husband, especially. Best stock trader you've ever seen. Well, moving right along. So, according to some stuff coming out, so a Atlanta Walmart is set to reopen after it was closed due to some fires. And so it's being reopened, and obviously around the war, uh, around you know the entirety of the U.S., theft and crime is a really big problem. And so this Walmart, I kid you not, is being reopened with a police substation in it, which sounds more like the future of all just retail, just in general, just security and police, and just you being followed around and being overstocked, and basically having people constantly look over your shoulder like, you know, Never, you know, leaving you being like, hey, you know, hey, hey, you know, keep that away from that area. You know, like, don't put stuff in your pockets. Don't purse area now. You know, like, just people caught, like, over-policing the crap out of you. Just do the fact that a bunch of people wanted to act like scumbags and just kept stealing and stealing and stealing to where you just fully, you know, you fully get to this point. So, I, I guess you sort of now get to see the, uh, the reaction to such a dumb fucking, uh, you know, shit that's gone on, in which you now have full-on police substations having to be built into stores just to make sure that they can, you know, keep them from losing millions upon millions of dollars just in one singular city over all of the theft and crime. So, welcome to the future that we have created for ourselves, a future in which we now have to have police substations inside of our goddamn just stores in order to absolutely go into them speaking of other bits of fun stuff happening in the u.s so portland city council over in uh, over there in oregon has decided that you know they're going to ban the use of hard drugs in public spaces except however there's a bit of a problem uh they they can't enforce the measure without a change to the state law whoops in a 5-0 vote, the city council prohibited the use of drugs such as fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamines on public property. Those found in violation of the new emergency ordinance could face up to six months in jail or $500 fine. However, the new measure cannot be enforced unless there's a change in the current state law which prevents cities and municipalities from regulating public drug use. That's right. Back in 2020, state voters passed Measure 110 and which the Drug Addiction and Recovery Act, which decriminalized the possession of small amounts of hard drugs. The measure also redirected marijuana taxes to fund overdose prevention and recovery housing. 
So, yes, they went ahead and they put forth a thing to actively stop the drug use on their streets, but they can't actually enforce it. So it's both a thing in which it shows, hey, we did something, but at the same time, you didn't actually do anything because the law in the land... <laughs> uh, it's more or less ironic, isn't it? You know, you think you've done something actually big, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you just, oops, wait, we can't actually enforce it because of state law, and then we're going against state law if we do so, which we can't do that. So you have you have literally two law, two or you have an ordinance and a law completely conflicting each other in the same state. God, what a what a brilliant, brilliant fucking country we live in. Some of the fucking most dumb people I've ever seen. <laughs> It's just, all right, look, everyone, listen, we get that everyone has having a bit of a problem with all the drugs on our streets, and so we get it, and so now, we're just gonna, we're, we're gonna do this, see, look, we're doing something, we're doing something, and then somebody points out and goes, hey, so you know how we just changed this ordinance? Uh-huh, uh-huh, we can't actually enforce it, because... You know, there's a state law that we, like, all voted for back in 2020 that prevents us from doing anything. Well, shit. <laughs> so that's fun. That's fun. So, uh, good job. Good job, Oregon. Good job. <laughs> great, great work. <laughs> God, why? Th this nation has truly just gone to it fucking shitter, dude. God. Well, how much worse could it possibly get? How much worse, you know? Drugs, having to have police substations in your stores. You know, you have a migrant problem everywhere where we could just, you know, just keep moving around the country. Just everybody gets a little fill and taste of... Um, so what What could be worse? Come on, what? Maybe, maybe is the economy okay? Is it doing okay? Uh, it's a 10-year high for credit card and car loan defaults. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, God damn it! Apparently, credit card delinquencies and car loan defaults have reached their highest point in the last decade. According to creditors, as homeowners struggled to pay off their mortgages. Apparently, overall, uh, de delinquencies have reached 3.8%, while car loan defaults are up to 36 According to the report, 70 million credit card accounts have opened since 2019, while credit card debt has surpassed $1 trillion for the first time ever. The increase in delinquencies and defaults is symptomatic of a rough of tough decisions that these households are having to make right now to pay their credit card bills, their rent, and buy or buy groceries. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Oh, oh. So it, it seems that Bidenomics is, uh, is, is not... It's not doing too hot. So so even the economy, you, you can't go anywhere. Everything and everywhere is in decline. Come on. You know, maybe maybe we, maybe we just need to leave the country. Maybe we just need to leave the country for a little bit here, and, and maybe we'll find something else. Okay, maybe we'll find anything, anything but here. You know, maybe we can find somewhere else to be happy. Okay, how about, how about Norway? How about Norway? You know, the, the socialists talk about how great they are all the time. They're in like they're they're always like the people that are like at the you know towards the top of like the happiness thing. You know, like these you know Nordic countries, they're always so happy. There's got to be some kind of good news, okay? Okay, what, what what do we got? What do we got? Huh? A Norwegian man 
needed a hobby, and his new metal detector hobby found some uh, some 1,500-year-old gold necklace. Well, that's cool. He found, apparently, uh, he, it turned out to be nine pendants, three rings, ten gold pearls, and some jewelry that someone would have wore, you know, 1,500 years ago. Uh, it was apparently made on a southern island over uh, over there near a city, blah, blah, blah. You, it's, it's over there in Norway. I'm not going to try to speak freaking elfish practically. I don't know, man. It's, it's Renosi and Stevgen. Like, see, it just, you don't even want to hear it. It sounds so silly, but at least it doesn't sound like anything bad is happening. Okay, where this can't possibly can't possibly turn against this guy. This guy's going to maybe get, like, a fortune out of this. You know, I'm sure the museums are really going to want something like this, you know, or some, like, people. I'm sure this guy is going to get some good money. Uh-huh. You know, so much gold at, some time, at the same time is extremely unusual. You know, he began walking around with his metal detector, and he first found some scrap later, you know, finding something that's so unreal. Uh, uh, wait, 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 what's this? what's this part here? Under Norwegian law, objects found uh, objects from before 1537 and coins older than 1650 are considered state property and must be handed in. <sighs> can't even we can't even go across the fucking sea without this shit getting depressing. Like what? So so not only did this guy just find this really cool discovery and it's super duper cool. Except he has to turn them in because they're super old and meaning that he doesn't even get to earn any money out of it. What kind of hobby is this? He can't even enjoy having a fun hobby. Fuck, man. How are they so happy? I wouldn't be happy. I'd be pissed. God, man. I And can't have shit anymore, dude. You, you can't find fucking gold in your goddamn, you know, things. Shit, fucking can't get can't have them anymore nope they're too old you can't keep them they're states now okay bye bye and you don't even get anything out of it what the fuck ah oh, man can't have shit anymore man so so we can't even go across the water we can't even go across the water to get any happiness god damn it is there anything anything that could make us happy today okay fine fine what 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 about this final you know what about what about this story here you know you know, what, what, what about, is there anything else? You know, I mean, there's gotta be just something. Come on. What, what about this? Okay. So apparently the manufacturer behind the, uh, behind the one chip challenge has announced that the official ultra spicy chip is no longer going to be on retail shelves. It's been completely just shut down. Uh, why is it? Well, even though the chip has been out for, oh, I don't know. You know, it feels like almost a decade now if you've been on YouTube because of the amount of times you've probably seen people eat it. Well, it's now being taken off the shelves because, a, I kid you not, one person has officially died from it. Like, it's been a thing. Oh, yeah, it literally says here in the article. So, so since 2016. So for about almost, what, is that seven, seven-ish years now? For seven years, no one has apparently died from this thing. Uh, it... it, it person who died was a 14 year old who who did the uh, chip challenge which by the way this is not if one person dies because of this challenge 
Uh, that's just called They Failed the Challenge. I did, By the way, not my original thing. Someone else stole that completely from someone over on Twitter when this got announced. But still, it's called the One Chip Challenge, and clearly this person failed the challenge. Also, by the way, on the packaging, it tells you that this is not for children or teens at all or people who are, you know, can't really handle too much spice. You know, like, there's all sorts of warnings on the packaging. So, by the fact that, you know... A 14-year-old took it. Uh, it's called a parent problem, not the company's problem. But still, once again, the company is completely and utterly just shutting it all down. Not even going to just, you know, fully put out a kind of base statement that I would have accepted. Because, you know, that would have been looked like a really cool. But nope. Instead, they're just going to go ahead. The One Chip Challenge has been pulled from stores. So if you wanted some, while well, you uh, could have gotten some. Uh, too bad, because they're even going to, like, refund people over it, too, so, um, no one gets it anymore. So, there you go. No one else, uh, no one else gets to purchase the, uh, purchase it anymore. And, by the way, the entirety of any but if you're a parent out there, please look at the shit your, your kids are, are buying. Okay, please, for the love of fucking God, actively look at the things your kids are buying. Like if you, because I know you're buying them for them, because they don't have any money. Please actively look at the shit you're buying them. God, so you can stop, you know, ruining everything for the rest of us. That thank you, thank you. I actually parent your kids. I don't care how tired you are. Parent your fucking children. Anyway, that is all of the depression of news I have for you today. Of course, if you'd like to continually keep getting more and more depressed and uh, doom and gloom about our impending race towards the end of the society you can go ahead and click that subscribe button follow down below on twitter and true social and you can of course check out all the doom and gloom in the articles that are all listed down below for your doom and gloom pleasure i hope you all have a better weekend and i'll see you right back here on monday with more doom and gloom and maybe some happiness maybe we can actually find some happiness on monday anyway have a good weekend have a good rest of your friday evening and I will see you all Monday.